0: Get ready for another historic hour of the and Getty Show.
1: Hi, oh! The world is in disorder, greater than it's ever been. More on that coming up in a little bit, but we have
2: breaking news. It is? Breaking news! When
1: the
0: donkey... No, when news
2: breaks, the donkey brays. Donald J. Trump, the guy from The Apprentice, just tweeted, "Um, I informed John Bolton last night that his services are no longer needed at the White House. I disagree. And his
1: mustache, John Bolton, and his mustache?
2: Take your or mustache his, and go. Or is his mustache staying on? Don't let the door hit you in your mustache.
1: <laughs> Get the hell out of here! On the way up. Don't let the door hit you on your mustache.
2: <laughs> All right, now, if I may... That's if I
1: may... This is serious stuff. The yes. National Security
2: Advisor. I informed John Bolton last night his services are no longer needed at the White House. I disagreed strongly with many of his suggestions, as did others in the administration, and therefore I asked John for his resignation, which was given to me this morning. I thank John very much for his service. I will be naming a new national security advisor next week.
1: Well, it was uh, pretty interesting when he brought him on. I mean, uh, John Bolton is an interventionist. He's the hawkiest of hawks. He's from the Lindsey Graham, John McCain school of, it's our job to be the policeman of the world and go into any country around the world and fix things. Right. Some people believe that, and it's fine. I don't believe that. Neither does Donald Trump. So it's odd that he chose John Bolton to be his guy.
2: Yeah, difficult to explain, honestly, but Bolton is out. So we'll see if that will free up. Well, the reports are that Bolton
1: was hardcore against doing any sort of deal with the Taliban. Right. So you got to end that
2: relationship. Right. The relationship with Bolton. I heard uh, old Liz Cheney, or do you say Cheney, Um, the other day on the cable news talking about how we can't be doing it. We can't be pulling out and and then undo the progress we've made and blah, 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 blah. I just, I I don't, I get the idea that we can't leave Afghanistan because we need a footprint in the region. I just wish they'd be honest about it. The whole, we're going to beat back the Taliban and establish a Jeffersonian democracy in Afghanistan. I mean, that is fantasy land. That's just, I mean, it's beyond silly. It's stupid. Um, So we shall see. I have a feeling that was one of the bitter uh, sticking points, as you point out, between the president and Bolton. Where it goes now in the next week or so should be interesting.
0: So, uh,
1: So I mentioned the world is in greater disorder than it has ever been. Uh, according to none other than Henry Kissinger, who was a national security advisor to Richard Nixon and then Secretary of State, or did it go the other way around? yeah, then Secretary of State um, and he's written a number of books about it, and I uh, was watching a YouTube video with a more recent speech that Henry Kissinger gave about the lack of world order and we, we there, it's unprecedented mm. um, and uh, for a number of reasons. You couldn't have this level of world disorder back in the day. It just wasn't even possible. We weren't interconnected enough. You know, there were there were parts of the world, Europe uh, being at war with each other, um, in 1600 had nothing to do with what was going on with Indian tribes in the United States. I get it, or what was going on in China, right? Uh, and now everything is interconnected, and uh, and and has been for a while, but. The United States and Europe had such a a control over, you know, how things are going to be done, who's in league with who, and how things are going to be done for so long. And that's just, it's just coming apart in a, for a variety of reasons in a variety of ways. And I was just looking at the story in the Wall Street Journal. Turkey is set to boot out a million refugees that they're going to, they're sending to Syria. And if the, and if, if Syria, if they can't get them into Syria, they're just going to send them into the rest of Europe millions but at least Oof. a million to start with millions of syrian refugees they're sending into europe wow. and you've already got the disorder going on in europe with germany and a variety of other countries where they're getting turned upside down for their immigration policies over the last several years right their politics are changing there's a huge backlash there's the rise of these new parties that want to deal with that and and uh it's it's it is not harem-scarum stuff to just to, to point out. Things are crazier than they've been a long time. Where it's going to end up, I don't have any idea, neither does anybody else. Yikes. And uh, also, Gordon Chang just tweeted that the Chinese government is claiming there are threats of terror attacks on the anniversary of 9-11 in China? In Hong Kong? Dumb. First of all, that whole there will be attacks on nine eleven thing. I've always been skeptical of. of, Even in the United States, it just hasn't. It just hasn't played out that way.
2: Yeah. No. No. That's silly. They're um, saying the Hong Kong protesters are planning massive terror attacks. Well, that sounds like a pretty good pretense for a, a brutal, brutal crackdown. Right, obviously, to protect yourselves.
1: But anyway,s you got you got the disorder in China. You got what Turkey's doing. You got all of Europe and immigration. You've got Brexit and Trump and 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 Macron and Italy, where they just got a comedian, former comedian now for prime minister. What is um, this
2: clown? Uh, <laughs> well, he's a, a clown, sir.
1: Because all of uh, and Henry Kissinger was pointing out, this out in his speech the other day about um, democracies are not. The people that live in democracies are not happy with their institutions Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And he pointed out, he said, presentation in politics has superseded policy. Yes, clearly, clearly true. Yeah. Yeah. See, Trump and Trump didn't invent it. It's been going that direction for many, many years.
2: Right. And or you don't want to give the other guy a victory. Even on a policy, you've been advocating like crazy for 20 years. So you block it. In in Congress, Harry Reid, Mitch McConnell, whatever.
1: I find this all fascinating. I mean, I can't. I hope I live long enough to have some sense of how this turns out. I hope it's not in a horrifying war with China in which the economy is devastated and you know, right. And we're living it's like it's the thirties in the United States. But
2: hey, speaking of China, Hanson, scroll up so I can see the video. Make the video big because that uh, the the rotten um uh, Carrie Lam, the the leader of uh, Hong Kong, is. Is talking about go back to the beginning of the vi- the video because what she says is absolutely it's not even code for you're going to see some stuff now. I now present four actions to now first the government will formally withdraw them. Okay, but she's talking about we can't uh, brook terrorism and in order to fully allay public concerns, blah 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 blah. So yeah, look out, look out.
1: So the next step that Henry Kissinger went on to take he was on he was on a stage with uh Tom Friedman from the New York Times and they were at MIT and the reason for the talk which ventured into other areas with world order and democracies being now more about presentation than policy which is clearly true and needs to be recognized by everybody as a problem but um is uh they're there to talk about artificial intelligence because it's MIT it's a bunch of smart smarty pants scientists and just um uh, how this could be among the most disruptive things that's ever happened in the human the history of humankind. It could be the end of the Enlightenment, uh, they both agreed upon, Tom Friedman and Henry Kissinger, this artificial intelligence and where it goes and whether or not democracies can react to the way news coverage is going to be generated and where it's handled information, um, uh, the way governments can now control people, all these different things that nobody has any idea of. And they got on the subject of, is there some sort of Arms control that we can do the way Nixon and Kissinger worked out with the Soviet Union. And he said, it's just it's just not doable. There's no way to verify the way you could in the past. You could come up with some sort of system where you could more or less imperfectly, but more or less uh, Soviet Union could keep an eye on us. We could keep an eye on them. Uh, how many missiles you're building or what kind? Right. Uh, But in the past, and you saw this with North Korea today, so they launched a rocket today. In the past, with your weaponry, there was an advantage to showing the world what you got. You would launch a rocket. Putin did this recently. You would launch a rocket to show people, see what we got now? You better do what we want, or you better make these concessions, because we got this freaking rocket. Mm -hmm. And we just tested this bomb. This is the sort of power we got. Now, there's a real emphasis on keeping secret how powerful your tools are, and nobody having any idea, and there's no way for either side to verify what's going
2: on. Right. Well, and yeah, and I could also see just uh, having an AI platform that's only job is to hide my AI capabilities. Exactly. I mean, so uh, old Henry Kissinger comes to town. I'm way ahead of him. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. All right. The end of the Enlightenment. Eh? I find
1: this all fascinating.
2: So, uh, Jack, what what are the key facets of the Enlightenment to you? Representative government, obviously uh free speech the idea of the natural rights of man well one of the key things that Peace, we're tearing
1: prosperity one of the key things of the enlightenment which we are tearing down in our own universities right now is science the scientific method the right. the um uh, there there is such thing as truth there are, there are facts you can nail down and um and the church doesn't get to say no 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 the earth revolves Everything revolves around the Earth. Right. I don't care what your telescope says. We're going to torture you until you say that's not true. Right. No, there are such things as facts. Well, we're doing that <clears throat> now in the actual sciences with, um, we talked about this on Friday, there's a real movement toward not... Uh, Paying attention to science done by white males. Oh yeah, there have been way too many white males. Right. With science over the centuries, we now need more. Well, if you once you start doing that, you're leaving out some
2: scientific sc- studies or beliefs. Right. So you're getting false information.
0: Right. Don't yeah. never ever trust whitey.
2: That's the head of MIT right there. Uh, well, I for one could use a change. <laughs> So the I was end thinking about of, a haircut or a different car, but the end of the Enlightenment would be fine, too. The end of everything the Western world holds dear <laughs> sounds exciting to me. Sounds kind of
1: interesting. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it's an interesting time to be alive. I don't know how
2: quickly this is all going to play out. Fairly. See, that's the problem. If it took place over 175 years, I think humanity could deal with it. But it's not going to. If it's 175 months, I would be shocked. Right. Well, we are military analysts who is not...
1: He is not a guy who's a bomb chucker. The fabulous Mike Lyons? <laughs> if, you, if you'll pardon the
2: expression. Wow, that's really
1: inappropriate. That's not the right and metaphor. Sensitive. He does not say outlandish things for hyperbolic reasons just to get attention. Right. And and he made the statement yesterday, Mike Lyons, that, that we in China would be swapping ordinance in the South Sea in the near future. Yeah. Hard to Oof. avoid.
2: Oh, yes. It is hard to avoid. All right, so there you go. Just remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. Right. You can still have a happy life in chaotic times. We're not here to pitch fear. I would be very, very afraid. But we're not here to get you to stay tuned by making you afraid. But these are crazy, crazy okay. times. Okay, John Bol- John Bolton's out with a tweet. You
1: ready for this? John Bolton's out with a tweet. What did President Trump just tweet? Uh, can you get me that? I, I informed it. John Bolton last night that his services are no longer needed. I disagreed
2: strongly with many of his suggestions. Was there
1: one for that? I asked for
2: his resignation. Which was given to me this morning. Yeah.
1: Thank you to John Bolton for his service. John Bolton just tweeted, I offered to resign last night and President Trump said, let's talk about it tomorrow.
2: So. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, golly. Oh, brother. It's kind of awkward. Did anybody alter the letter of resignation with a sharpie? (laughs) These are interesting times, man. (laughs)
0: A Chinese labor law to build this latest iPhone people in China were shocked they were like wait we have labor laws
1: hang uh, hey, so the breaking news is John Bolton is out as national security advisor I think the media makes way too big a deal of the comings and goings of people in administrations it's because the media is centered there and it's their high school and that oh yeah I mean most oh, of the time yeah. it's just I don't care the, 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 the secretary of this or that went out, but uh, the national security Advisor had a completely different view of our interactions with the rest of the world than the president. That's been clear since. It, that's why it was surprised that John Bolton got hired.
2: Right. Right. Well, yes, it, it was, um, and it couldn't last, and it hasn't. But the president made it clear in his tweet that um, he asked the uh, he asked Bolton for his resignation last night, and it was delivered this morning. Um, And so uh, he wishes him well. Well, Bolton just tweeted, as we mentioned, I offered to resign last night, and President Trump said, let's talk about it tomorrow. And he had no idea that he was actually out of the job, because he hadn't yet resigned. Um, He is... He tweeted uh, Bolton tweeted tweeted, right. Thank you several times today on various matters
3: of national security and policy. Oh,
1: he has tweeted several times today before the
3: wait a minute I'm fired (laughs) tweet. He was announced on the daily White House pressings like he was going to do some sort of press briefing thing later on. Oh, that's right. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that earlier. And the memo of today's events that went out less than I don't know a couple hours ago or something had him still on the schedule. Which I guess would've tipped the hand if they took him off the schedule. <laughs> yeah, so he so he tweeted Oh
2: he could be sick or whatever. Right. Yeah.
1: He tweeted uh, Lola, last night, this marks 18 years since 9-11. Where were you when you heard of the attacks? That's not the sort of thing you tweet out on your account as National well, Security Well, an Advisor. hour <laughs> ago,
2: an hour ago, he tweeted, as we reflect this week on the horrific 9-11 attack, it's important to remember how far we've come in combating radical Islamist terrorist groups, etc. And then 13 minutes ago, he tweeted, I offered to resign last night. President Trump said, let's talk about it tomorrow. So, so
1: did he learn from uh, the from the news? Did he get a yes. ding on his phone and Clearly. say, hey, news alert, John Bolton's been fired? I have. Clearly. Um, <laughs> say what now? So he, was he doing a press conference today about the whole Taliban thing or just making a statement? But I know he was doing a public speaking thing of some sort. And Trump didn't want him out there, apparently. Um, and, and I don't blame him. I, I'll be surprised how this is handled uh, by the left. The left should be happy about this. You should be happy that you got a president who's a non-interventionist who doesn't want to get involved in wars and that sort of stuff. Right. And got rid of a guy who
3: does. Yeah. You think the dislike of Trump has anything to do with his positions on issues? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well.
1: That's a dream world, I realize, in all of politics. but
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and listen, it was an odd hire. Okay. Oh, I'll yeah. just leave that there. Yeah. And then Bolton says, well, you want me to resign? Trump says, let's talk about it tomorrow. And Trump said this morning, without talking to Bolton, he says, yeah, he's resigned. It's an odd management style. I wouldn't run the White House like that. It's odd. It's it's Trump. But in terms of foreign policy, actual effect, it's precisely what was going to happen. I mean, the timing of it is funny, but it's of zero significance. Sure. Um, Bolton was out, clearly out.
1: Yeah, he disagrees. Right. He thinks we should send in. If Bolton was in charge, he'd send in fifty thousand more troops to Afghanistan and get them under control.
2: Yeah, here's one tweet in response: uh, "Good riddance. That man never meant a war. He didn't want to send young Americans to." Um. So yeah. You know, again, it's kind of funny and nutty in that Trumpian way. But yeah,
0: he had to go clearly. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Yeah, well, we got more background on this firing of John Bolton. Cities are begging the U.S. Supreme Court for bum explosion relief. Yes, and, my friends, forget about digital. A kid's handwriting still matters.
1: Oh, got to talk about that. Uh, he should have done it the way he did, Comey. You send Bolton across country for a big speech, and you have it hit the news while he's on stage, dramatic. speaking to people. Yes, very dramatic and very embarrassing. That was quite something. You make them take a bus back to D.C. to gather their belongings. (laughs) Looking at this tweet from Ian Bremmer with the headline that John Bolton is out as the national security advisor. Bolton was less aligned with Trump on actual policies than any member of his core national security team since the election, including Baden, uh, Bannon, Mad Dog Mattis, McMaster, Pompeo, Tillerson, any of them. Yeah. John Bolton is the opposite of what Trump ran on. The polar opposite.
2: Yeah. It's inexplicable he was hired. Yeah, well, that... I can explain it, but I don't want to. What's he explain? He saw him on cable TV, and he's oh, a God. hard ass, and, <laughs> <Right> and he <laughs> thought, wow, that's an appealing guy. I like Bolton's style as a proud... A uh, uh, patriot yeah. and nationalist. Uh, that is his I think appeal. His foreign policy is way over the top.
1: That is his appeal. Is uh, is unapologetic, not worried about being politically correct. That, that whole thing, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm much less interventionist than him. Anyway, news now with Marshall Phillips.
0: Well, the White House was saying early today he would be at a news conference with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin. Instead, John Bolton was fired. Res- bye bye. President Trump tweeting out the news. I informed John Bolton last night his services are no longer needed at the White House. I disagreed strongly with many of his suggestions, as did others in the administration. And therefore, I asked John for his resignation, which was given to me this morning. I like the idea
2: of having people on your team that disagree with each sure. other. I mean, that's, that's Valuable. It'll keep you out of, I don't know, a war in Iraq, for instance. Um But to have your national security advisor just be a polar opposite of your own worldview, that's just
1: crazy. Is Bolton the kind of guy, I mean, he tweeted pretty quickly. No, that's not the story. Um, Is Bolton the kind of guy that's going to say a bunch of negative Trump stuff? Or is he going to keep his mouth shut like like a Mattis?
2: You know, he's a very serious man. I could see him offering a case for why he is right and Trump is wrong about foreign policy. But it'll be about ideas and not not a hatchet job.
3: He's already texting Fox News reporters trying to get his side of the story out. The uh, that's a they pretty are re- good answer as they're reporting it live. Right. So I I don't think he'll chuck bombs, but I I see a lot of people saying that he is not the sort to
0: let someone lie about him. Well, he'll defend himself. Yeah major homeless case now heading to the Supreme Court this is big folks Sacramento California is joining Boise Idaho's push to overturn a federal appeals court ruling that prevented cities from banning camping in public places if there aren't any shelter beds available the Sacramento bees reporting the city and county are filing friends of the court briefs in a case being brought by the uh, city of Boise that is now heading to the high court do you understand what's going on there? Is this just
1: simple enough for you? So if a homeless person decides to go sleep in your park, the police can't come around and say, hey, you can't stay here in the park. A judge decided, unless there's a bed that you've provided for that person to sleep in, Yes, they can sleep in the park. Right. Or in front of your store.
2: Until the beautiful day, every single bum and junkie and homeless person has a publicly supplied bed available to them. You can't boot people from living on the street, in the park, on the sidewalk, in, in clusters, crime-filled clusters that ruin neighborhoods. You can't. And that- it, it's, a, it's an insane decision. I mean, it's not Dred Scottian because it's not about human enslavement, but in terms of its stupidity, it's right up there.
0: The uh, Ninth Circuit Court decision is being to- said to take the debate about homelessness off the table and makes it impossible for cities to come up with solutions. That's what the Boise, that's part of the Boise
2: argument. It's indefensible. They were just getting their ducks in the row. The minute I heard that Ninth Circuit Court decision, I about went nuts. And said at the time, well, I'll see you at the Supreme Court. I'm glad right. they finally got it together.
0: Thousands of Hong Kong soccer fans have booed and turned their backs in the Chinese national anthem as it was played before a World Cup qualifying match against Iran. Wow. The crowd broke out into glory to Hong Kong, a song reflecting their months-long fight for more democratic reforms.
2: Wow, that is going to explode at some point. It's yeah. almost got to unless... She is thinking, you know, we're just going to lay low for a year or two. We're going to go about this quietly, clandestinely, right, deliberately. Because he does have a trade
1: war going on with the biggest economy in the world, and they're not unrelated. Right. Hong Kong's is
2: cash cow, to, well, to a large extent.
0: I don't know if you've been uh, keeping up on all this. Uh, Mapgate, the New York Times, reporting Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross threatened to fire top employees at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. A threat coming after the National Weather Service's Birmingham office took to social media to say Hurricane Dorian would not be affecting Alabama, directly contradicting President Trump. The threat led to a statement later on Friday from uh, NOAA disavowing the Birmingham office's position that the state wasn't at risk, instead opting to side with the president.
1: I was watching... um... ABC This Week and Rahm Emanuel was on there, who might be my favorite political pundit. And uh, he, you know, he was chief of staff for Barack Obama. He helped Barack Obama get elected. He understands democratic politics. He was horrified by the amount of coverage and talk about this whole Sharpiegate weather thing. Right. Mm. He said, "This is how we lose to Trump: these kind of stories. Right. If we're not talking about health care and jobs and things that people really care about, right? And we're we're doing the and it makes it look like you know here's an opportunity to attack Trump. We're going to lose." And he yeah. just, he just thought this was terrible. This he, ongoing story
2: it was terrible for Democrats. That he is smart, man. That's a great point because and and they don't get this on the left or in the media or whatever that drumbeat of stories about
0: this silly issue fires up Trump voters
1: absolutely
0: even in our digital age it turns out your child's handwriting really still counts Haya Warburg an occupational therapist in New Jersey or North Jersey among others says writing helps build brain networks which will help a child to think in more complex ways
1: are we does it have to be cursive or are we talking about all just handwriting i think we're talking about all handwriting because there's there's cursive is making a comeback yes much to my uh
2: disappointment delight um the elegant writing cursive uh after separates us from the apes jack
1: like my nieces didn't learn cursive right my sons it looks Probably like they're
2: earlier feces.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my sons are going to as it's making a comeback in schools it looks like i don't get it are they doing the same
0: thing? Remember when you oh you didn't learn
2: cursive when you learned
1: cursive, I did you
0: had I
2: just didn't do it. He's a conscientious objector.
0: I, I was I and see. I was told
1: every year you're not going to get away with this next year.
0: Right. <laughs> and, and so you still you still print you just print.
3: Yes, I have. I've like been printing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: been printing my entire life. When
3: I just kind of write and I'm not thinking about it, my sentences are weird combinations of yes, print and me cursive. Too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's kind of like a letter by letter, word by word,
2: yeah. which will be easiest. Uh,
1: yeah. I have to really think hard to write in cursive. And it
3: looks like a third grader's doing it, because yes. that's
1: about the time I stopped doing it. Well, well jank. when
2: you have your next
3: birthday, you won't be able to get away with that anymore. Well, you're still writing on all those extra wide lines thing right, that they use to treat capital right, when a, you're learning with capitals with a pencil
1: the size of a pool cue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
3: he,
2: he actually uses the big solid lines with the dotted line in between yeah, paper right, yeah, still. Right.
3: Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. All on those yellow sheets to make sure my lowercase are the right height. Right. My upper case is the right. Exactly. Height. Proportion. That's what it's all about. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. By the way, this is
1: for people who haven't raised kids, because if you've raised kids, you already know this. But my uh, my youngest is, uh, we're homeschooling, and um, he is, uh, this year is big on uh, the push to read, and he's really doing great with the reading. When your kid reads something for the first time, it is just, you can't explain that to people who've never been through it. Yeah, It's just, it, it, it's almost more than you can handle emotionally Oh, it's incredibly joyful
2: And it's your you, genes screaming, he's going to survive Right, it's it's the door to all knowledge and, and a lot of insight opening to the kids So it's amazing to see, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool I actually, I volunteered in my kids' classrooms in, You know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, that sort of thing Helping kids who are having trouble reading Oh my God, is that rewarding work I'm getting teared up thinking about
3: it So, so you're reading Vonnegut, Tale of Two Cities What's he going with?
2: He already um, sounds a little cynical. A lot I think of, he's ready for Vonnegut. A lot of Dostoyevsky. <laughs> really into that. Yes. Um, the the
1: key thing. Also read three
0: Shakespeares. He, he's
1: he's learning from us because we're homeschooling. So while I had no concerns if my kids are off at school, then of course they're going to learn to read. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm in charge of them learning to read, there's always a possibility they won't learn how to read. <laughs> right. The fact they learned how to read with. You know, me having some role in it. Is-
2: if you had an illiterate 15-year-old, that would not be a good look. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> but it wouldn't be that surprising to me oh, that I wasn't I able see. to transmit this knowledge to them. Mm.
3: Disappointing
1: but not surprising. I meant to get around to it. I just didn't. <laughs> now they're 15 and they can't read. Well, now-
2: Armstrong and Getty. security advisor rumors are true michael bolton has been fired by the president
3: (laughs) fired
1: from
2: what
3: national security
0: he's gonna
3: sing us into peace (laughs) um
1: here's something that just popped into my head so the breaking news is that not michael bolton the singer john bolton the national security advisor has been fired by Trump. A mustachioed hawk. And then the timing of it, uh, you know, did he run, did he get fired, did what he told him, all that sort of stuff. What percentage of people will follow the details of this story?
2: Single digits.
1: Absolutely single digits, if not low single digits. Yeah, yeah. That will ever get, that will, most people will never hear it. I, I, would you think it's fair? that, like, I'll bet 50% of people don't
2: know who the National Security Advisor is. I think that's pretty reasonable, yeah. So,
1: of course, him going oh, would oh, not oh, mean oh, anything to Whoa, oh,
2: whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa, If you asked people independent of the story who's the National Security Advisor, I don't think 15% of people would know. Wow. Um, the fact that he's been fired, uh, has sacked, and the rest of it, that'll come to more people's attention, but no, nobody knows. Nobody cares. I, I like following this stuff, and we both like yeah. following global, rela- uh, you know, international relations, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I, just, and, I, and I try not to get caught up in that echo chamber, whipped up into a froth about insider dc crap well, yeah, i don't so think it's, it's healthy
1: so that's the point i was making the the story that will be huge on msnbc and cnn all day long today of and Fox. you know whether he fired or resigned and the timing and how it was handled and the chaos and the white idols all this sort of stuff will be a thing for five percent of the country
3: is, yeah is there a number of whatever his position was that a president can go through in a term that would justify it being A major news story because three seems like a lot in before your first term is over to have have national security advisors. yeah to have that sort of revolving door of the guy in that position which seems to be of of some importance revolving door prejudicial term although an excellent uh, way to get people in and out of buildings Mm -hmm. um
2: it's uh it's interesting three is interesting five would be a little (laughs) funky i don't know
1: i don't know my point is that just the, the vast majority of voters that are going to yeah. go pres- vote for a presidential election aren't going to even hear this story today.
2: I've told you before, I'm agnostic, I'm curious about the climate change. I'm not fighting on either side or the other. But I'm here, in, here to tell you, well, I, I'll, I'll hit you with the punchline at the end of it. Here's a uh, boat full of climate change warriors. They're up uh, in the, the North, North, North uh, Sea there between, one of your wackadoo, uh, Scandinavian country, between Norway and the North Pole. Um, and they're reporting on the vanishing of Arctic ice. Uh, the ship became iced in and everyone had to be rescued. <laughs> now,
1: And you're not listen. saying that to make a point, you're just no. appreciating my, the fact that
2: it happened. My old, you're, you're old, you're, uh, me, I'm me. Your old Uncle Joe is here to tell you something. You are now jackasses. (laughs) You are now fools in the classic sense. Now, you might come back and say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It used to be there's a 70% chance we get stuck in ice. Now there was only a 30% chance we got stuck in ice. So, actually, in spite of what happened, we are still, no. No, you're now a jackass. You're the there's no ice people who got stuck in ice. You will never be taken seriously again. So you need to find a different issue. You're too soaked in irony. You're like one of those seabirds that's soaked in oil. You just, you gotta stop.
1: Do you think there was anybody on the boat that pointed that out at any time, or would that just have been incredibly uncool?
2: They're sitting there shivering. Shivering. Waiting for rescue. One is, and one of the says to the other guy, This is ironic.
0: We, know, we all know it's ironic. <laughs> we know it's ironic. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to feed you to the pulpers.
2: <laughs> Jeez, I was just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And listen to this, would uh, you? Uh, your university, um, I'm sorry, D- Denver University. D.U. Go D.U. University of Denver. The pioneers. Fighting pioneers. Well, uh, a little while ago, they put out a bunch of new ID cards. And where it said, uh, your pioneer card, that's your ID card as a student. Pioneer card. uh, It was blank. And uh, a bunch of people said, uh, what the heck's going on there? And the I think it was the uh, one of your oh my god this is great this reminds me of the random academia generator the Renea Morris du's vice chancellor for communications and marketing she said uh, it was an unfortunate error she told the student newspaper that the uh, they removed Pioneer card from the recently i uh, issued uh, cards where. Working to fix it immediately. Uh, Pioneer card will appear at the top of the new card. Well, then it came out a couple of days later that no, not so much. They just got caught because they didn't do it right. They're trying to phase out the name Pioneer because it could be offensive.
1: Right. I I am I am aware that the uh, Pioneer thing, which was huge when I was in school, is like a. Uh, a cool part of American history and a cool thing to be. Yes. You know.
2: The courageous few who set out to tame the wilderness. Right. It's
1: now become a bad thing.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: So they're trying to phase out the name Pioneer. That's something.
2: Yeah. And, And they got caught doing it, which is, you know, kind of pathetic, but... Uh, I've actually heard San Francisco 49ers. There are some pressure groups that want the 49ers to stop being the 49ers. Because obviously those people coming for gold, they despoiled the environment. They affected the native population, blah, blah, blah.
0: Hi, Joe Biden here, standing
2: in back of Joe Getty. <sighs> <sighs> Kirkland Signature Salon Formula. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Here comes final thoughts. Vote for me in 2020. Here's your host, wow. Joe Getty. Former Vice President there. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad. Uh, there he is, Marshall Phillips, our newsman.
0: I just wanted to uh, thank all of those who have been sending me uh, good wishes and good thoughts as I head off to the dentist to have a look at my fractured root canal. Arr. Stop saying that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to hear that ever again.
2: You're going to have to have the jawbone of an ass implanted. There you go. Michelangelo, <laughs> final, <laughs> final thought, please. Uh,
0: Jack Imagine how emotional it is to watch your child read for the first time. My mom felt the same way and the fact that it was my 14th birthday that day Made it even more special.
3: <laughs>
2: Fabulous. Uh, positive Sean, producer, final thought.
3: Yeah, as uh, Live Sports continues to try to fight the at-home problem, they're coming up with new innovative ways to to make it worth your while at stadium events. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys released this new feature where they have v- the v- digital versions of players that can kind of take a selfie with you. It sounds complicated, but you can take a look at it at armstrongandgetty.com. Seems interesting. It mm. is a
2: cool video. Check it out. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? So
1: last night, all the parents had to meet in the auditorium at school to hear about what the band program is going to be like now that our kids are that age and the various uh, violin, cello concerts we're going to come watch. I can't imagine what those are going to sound like.
3: (laughs) Record them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After, uh, you know, two months of practice
2: with a bunch of nine-year-olds. (laughs) that (laughs) be fantastic. You'll hear songs like Counting Fun. blah, blah. blah, (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. <laughs> well, as a as a as
1: a former terrible musician grade schooler myself, I will uh, I will give them wide
2: berth. And here's all together now, blah 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 blah. <laughs> About fourteen of those right in a row. <laughs> hey. Baby steps. Uh, Armstrong uh, uh, and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank, so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of good clips. You want to email us? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
0: You having a good time? Okay, I I did not say that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) If you wish
2: to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
3: Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll
0: be better tomorrow than we were today. When we heard the words,
3: it's
2: over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you
0: want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? It's my hand. may not be great, but I will say it's better than most of my friends who are the same age.
2: Armstrong and Getty.